The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Welcome to the show, and let me tell you what a show we're going to have today. I, other than wow, I don't know how I would describe this woman. She is truly a great champion in America. And let me just say, she has impacted my life because, you know, we've had this show for over four years, and you also know I speak across the country. And I want to tell you what, I have told this story, her story, so many times since I read the book, Bully Side in America. She is a woman who is saving lives. She is a great woman. She is an advocate for those children who every day live in fear of having to face a bully one more day. She is the founder of Bully Police USA and the lead author of Bully Side in America, featured speaker across the country, a great leader for all of us. Welcome to the show, Brenda High. Thank you so much, Joyce. It's nice to be here. Well, Brenda, it is an honor to have you as a guest. And before we go any further, although I now do speak across the country about bully side, and of course, I'm, I'm going to warn you listening to the show, this isn't uh, a topic that, you know, is an easy topic, but it's a real topic. And, you know, if we don't come out of the shadows, we'll just lose more lives of our young people. And many young people with disabilities are already going through this. But for our listeners throughout the world, Brenda, could you please define for them what bully side is? Well, bully side is a suicide attributed to the effects of bullying. And I could give you a couple of examples on that. In the book, we talk about Matt Epling's experience. He was hazed just one time. It was a horrendous experience for him. And it caused him to become depressed, and he took his life. And then the other example I'd like to mention would be Corinne Sides, also in the book. She was bullied for a couple of years, and then one traumatic day, her bullies encouraged her to go home and kill herself, and she did. And those are just a couple of the stories in our book, Bully Side in America. And you know what, Brenda, before we go any further, because of you, because of you really pointing this out to me, and it just... What caused me to start doing research about this is that I speak to high school students with disabilities across America. And, of course, I really am all about the employment of people with disabilities. That's what we do at Bender Consulting Services. We employ mm-hmm. people, Americans with disabilities. Uh, and I myself am a woman with epilepsy. But when I would speak to our high school students, I started noticing over the past several years how many of them would tell me that they're bullied every day? I mean, terrible things. Uh, one young woman, for example, when I just spoke at a university, told me terrible stories of how they were assaulting her at school. I mean, just terrible stories. And this is what made me start thinking, wait, I need to research this more. And this is when I heard about Brenda High, and this is when <coughs> I read your book. And as you can see... 
it truly had an impact on me, and it is a tragic story um, that I believe has ended with you, uh, you know, just like an angel for God trying to help so many people. But could you begin by talking about Jared and what happened to him? Well, Jared was, um, he was my youngest child, and when he was 12, he was um, bullied by some older kids um, while he was coaching on a, a baseball team. He was the manager, the coach's helper. Um, kids were bullying him by spitting on him, spitting sunflower seeds at him, stealing things, chasing him, harassing him, hitting him. Um, then one day, in fact, I, I noticed the date. It's May 6th. It was exactly 10 years ago today that a boy, which I'll call Brutus, followed him into the school gym, and he literally beat the living tar out of him. In fact, he even took a break and went and got a drink of water in between it all. And Jared was yelling for help, yelling for a teacher, but nobody was in the school to help him, and um, it was the worst experience of his life. And then during the summer, you know, by the way, we uh, called the police. We did everything we should have done. We took him to a doctor and to a chiropractor. But during the summer, he developed depression, and we thought it was post-traumatic stress disorder. We didn't know what depression was at the time. He couldn't sleep. He, you know, had problems with his back. So we asked the school to investigate, and their investigated their procedures basically was to um, talk to the to to Jared, but they didn't even talk to the bully. <laughs> so that was their investigation. We decided after that that they didn't deserve to have our son in their school, so we put him into a new school district. And the very first day of school, he comes back and he says, Oh, Mom, this school is so wonderful. The kids are so nice. It's like 100 times better than McLaughlin. So we thought, oh, Everything's fine now. Every, you know, we let our guard down. And a couple of weeks after that, he had his uh, a rip roaring birthday party, you know, having a Skittles war in the basement and, you know, just running all over the house. It was just a blast for him. And, and we thought, Everything's just great. Fine and dandy, you know, Jared's fine now. Then it was, he just turned 13, and a few days after that, he wouldn't do his, he couldn't do his homework because he couldn't concentrate. By the way, lack of concentration is a sign of depression. And then that Tuesday morning, he refused to go to school. So I went off to work and left him home because he wouldn't go. And he got on my office phone right here my office where I sit, and he called my husband at work, and he said, Dad, Dad, I just called to say goodbye. And then he shot himself, and he died instantly. And my husband came home and found him, and, and you know, the police came, and the policeman asked me, Jared, or asked, why would Jared do such a thing? <clears throat> and I said, well, he's never been the same since he's been beat up at school by a bully. And the kids said, or the uh, policeman said, what was his name? And I told him. And they said, oh, yeah, there was three of them standing around. All three of them, oh, yeah, we know him. So what happened with Jared wasn't immediate, but it was from a from depression that was caused from bullying. So, And we know, all know that depression, again, is the number one cause of suicide. And since that day, it was September 29, 1998, our family's never been the same. And, Brenda, I know many people have probably told you this, but I must, we all extend our deepest sympathy 
therefore, what happened to you should never happen to anyone. It should never have happened to Jared. And I just want to tell you, if you're listening to the show right now, and if you go to, is it www.jaredstory.com, is that right? Right, and Jared is J-A-R-E-D-S-T-O-R-Y.com. You're going to see the most beautiful, sweetest young man, and you're not going to be able to comprehend how this happened. And by the way, you know when she told you this person she calls Brutus beat her son severely, you mentioned you took him to the chiropractor. Tell our listeners what the chiropractor told you. Well, he had, the thing about it, he'd been to the chiropractor back in January, and so they'd had pictures taken of his back because he had this little cough that we were trying to figure out how to get rid of. And then we took him again after he was assaulted, and he took another picture, and he says, oh, man, it looks like he's been hit by a car. It was so bad. It was so out of alignment, his back. And it was a very smart chiropractor because he says, you know, chiropractors aren't always, uh, you know, in the medical community, always expected to be believed in court. So take him to the doctor. So we took him right after that. We took him to the doctor. And the doctor, you know, found blood in his urine. And, you know, it, it was really, it was a pretty bad beating. And Anyway. Now, this Bruce, was he expelled from school? Well, an interesting thing, um, when, when they brought them together, the, the uh, vice president took Jared and put the bully and the two of them together. And it, during the assault and everything, the bully was threatening to kill Jared many times, and there were witnesses to that. And so when they bring this 98-pound sixth grader, you know, five, under five foot tall, into the same room with a bully who was 175 pounds, eighth grader, and renowned for, you know, beating the crap out of each other, out of people. In fact, throwing bricks at kids when he was in third grade. What is my son going to say? <laughs> He's going to say, whatever he said happened. <laughs> so, I mean, that was really bad investigation procedure. And, and I know that in your book, Bully Side in America, that you... Um, you know, that not always do children tell their parents or teachers, right? They no. don't always tell this, that they're being bullied like this. Yeah. In our case, though, uh, after my son was assaulted, and I was, actually had left that town that day for a one-day trip, and my, son, my older son came to pick him up, and my older son intervened and, you know, asked the bully what, what's going on, and the bully started swearing at him, and... My son, being the calm sort of boy he is, the older one, he tried to talk some sense into him, but this kid was just, he was, um, he was just a mess. So anyway, my older, my 17-year-old son, time, basically um, kicked the Brutus's butt. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. shouldn't say it that way, but that's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. And that made the bully really mad. And um, so then he started swearing when he was outside around the adults. And so the adults got involved and saw what happened. So the next morning they brought, they brought the bully and Jared into the same room together, and that's when they decided to kick them all out of school. Jared, too. You oh, know, my goodness. Based on, basically, my son was kicked out of school. They called it a fight. Oh. That is the lazy man's term for, we don't want to deal with this, so we're going to kick you both out of school, even the victim. All right, listen, we're going to go to break for a minute. 
<clears throat> but we will be right back with this riveting story and also more about what you can do to protect your own children in America. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Brenda Hyde. Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Well, welcome back to the show, and what a powerful show. We have a real champion on on our show today, and she is just a phenomenal woman. Her name is Brenda High. She is the author of Bully Side in America, founder of Bully Police USA, featured on many TV shows, newspapers, speaks everywhere, and just, to me, a lifesaver. Um, I think we have a caller on the line. Angie, are you on the line? Yes. Yes, this is Angie. I'm calling Angie. in from Pittsburgh. Go ahead, Angie. Uh, my mind's kind of spinning here after hearing uh, your history there, Brenda. Thank you for sharing that with Thanks, all of Angie. us. I have a child with a physical disability, um, and every day, he's 14 now, and every day I wonder how he is actually getting along in school versus what I hear from the teachers. You know, you wonder what are they internalizing that they don't share, what advice would you offer to parents on how to get through to see, is the bullying occurring? Is it, now the bullying your son experienced was such a overt physical bullying, but there's also those emotional, just the chipping away of the self-esteem that occurs. How do we get through to the schools and to our kids to share this information with us if it's occurring? Well, you know, that's interesting because last night I was surfing the Internet, (laughs) and I came upon a very interesting article 
out of, um, let's see if I can find it here. It's called Pirates of Peace Club. The Pirates of Peace Club. And it's a bunch of kids in Florida, in Dade City, that have started a club for kids that have been bullied or, you know, want to prevent bullying. It's kind of a hero's group, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And they have gathered the kids, the, the choice kids, the leadership kids, the ones that want to make a difference, even the ones that maybe have low leadership skills but want to learn to do things to help others, and they have made a club out of it to stop bullying. So that might be a suggestion. You might try something like that in your school. Right. That sounds like a great idea. I would have to say, and I'm just basing this, Angie, on on reading Brenda's, not only her book but her extensive website and many other comments she's made, um, it is, I think that you have said frequently, it's imperative to ask a lot of questions all the time of your child. Is that right, Brenda? Absolutely. And one of my, the best piece of advice I can give you is to tell your child to talk, tell, and yell. Not stop, talk, tell, and yell. They need to tell people what's going on. They need to talk about it. And you know what? When the bully confronts them, no longer do they stand and take it. They yell. They say something very loud like, leave me alone. I'm sick and tired of this. I'm being harassed. You know, what they want to do is bring the attention to them, to that, to them being bullied, so that everybody turns and looks. I don't know. It's kind of like a car accident. A car accident happens, and after the noise, everybody turns and looks, and they don't particularly know what caused the car accident or who's at fault. And the same thing happens in school. If the child fights back, they'll notice that the school employees will notice what happened after the child fights back. And who gets blamed? Well, the victim gets blamed. So I say talk, tell, and yell. And when a bully starts to confront your child, have them yell. And if they can, step back, put their hands in back of them, look like they're trying to get away from the situation so they don't get blamed, and then demand demand that records are kept of every incident like that. Ask your school to please make note of who the kids are that are picking on your child so that later on down the road, you know, when there's a question as to what's going on, all these records will come to fruition and you'll be able to show them what's really happening. That's excellent advice. Well, also, Angie, uh, Brenda, there were some things in your book you talked about if your child starts acting different, like with some of the mothers talked about that, uh, stealing their uh, lunch money and the person suddenly goes right, wants food right away or any any marks on them or just overall acting different, you know, withdrawing. Because as you said, depression is a number one sign of someone committing uh, bully side. That's, that's right, Joyce. Really what every parent needs to do is, if they start noticing changes in the child, go look on my website, and there's lots of other websites out there, but look about the signs of depression and what, what you can look for if a child's being bullied and see if your child is in, coming in that direction. If so, you need to go talk to them. Talk to your child. Get it out of them what's going on. They will talk if you sit down to them in a non-judgmental way and ask questions, and then you need to talk to the school you know, and, and help them understand what's going on. And you need to possibly get a therapist for your child, get them into some sort of um, maybe karate or something to help build their self-confidence. Good. That's good to know. And my son, um, again, his is more physical 
and he indicates he's not being bullied. And sometimes, you know, it's those ones, he has a few friends that have more um, cognitive disabilities that seem to get subtly bullied. And mm-hmm. um, I think theirs, they wear, they keep it much more inside than some others because they don't even know how to verbalize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very hard for some kids um, with disabilities to tell what, what's going on around them. It depends on the severity of the disability. Right. But we've had circumstances in, you know, a recent lawsuit, and I, I won't even tell you which school district, but some kids with disabilities were being molested by one of the employees of the school. And it was so hard for them to tell what was happening to them because right. it was severe disabilities. So you know your child better than anybody else. You know, if they tell you or they show that there's something wrong, take it very seriously. Take them to a doctor. Take them to a therapist. Um, let, alert the school. Know, let them know that something's going on and that you're, you're really keeping an eye out and that they need to also. Because when that child, when your child is in the, the, on the property of the school and in the care of the school, they are acting in behalf of the parent. It is their legal responsibility to take care of your child and make sure your child comes home from school undamaged. Well, that's great advice, and thank you very much for taking my call. Thanks, Thanks Angie. Angie. Thanks okay. for calling in. Uh-huh. Brenda, that was the other thing that led me to getting in touch with you. When I started doing all this research, I found out that 38% of students who are bullied are students with disabilities, just as Angie mentioned uh, with her son. But there are students, you know, that use crutches or in a wheelchair or have epilepsy and have a seizure at school. Uh, and once once you pointed this out, I next year will be the chair of the National Board of the Epilepsy Foundation. That would be wonderful. So at one of our recent meetings, here we have 300 people in the room, many adults with their children, and I said, listen, if you've been bullied and you can talk about it, in front of this whole room, raise your hand. Now, normally, you would think you'd have to coach people. Immediately, 30 to 40 hands went up. Wow. And these kids told these stories of being called seizure freak, seizure dog, uh, people pushing them, and people making fun of them. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when you have this done every day, it, that, that is really... Talk it's about outrageous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the verbal could be just as deadly, you know, as the physical. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean it is really terrible. Um, Brenda, I have to ask you this. How in the world did you recover from such a tragedy, not only recover, but become this national warrior? Well, of course, it started that, that day. I mean, I had actually done some research on post-traumatic stress disorder and, you know, studied up on what, what I thought Jared was going through, but the day that he died, my life changed. And, of course, that moment I really had to kind of get through the moment, so to speak. Um, I guess I call it in my book, that blood had to stop spurting. Mm-hmm. It's like a deep gash. Somebody cut me open, and um, I, I, just, I just had to get through that. I, I remember those first few weeks. I'd walk from one end of the room to the other and just pace, and and I'd forget everything that I was going to do. I'd forget I was going to make me lunch. You know, <laughs> it was it was just pure 
confusion as to what had happened in our, you know our life. It was uh, the trauma of it. You know, it's not it's not just me that goes through these things, but anybody that experiences trauma, they go through this same sort of thing. It could be a murder or a car accident or you know um, somebody suddenly dying unexpectedly, and uh, it's a healing process we all have to go through. But after that initial maybe six weeks, and, and this is the spiritual side of me, I guess, but I was in the bathroom crying and praying because, you know, the bathroom is a good place to pray, I guess, because nobody's going to walk in on you. And a voice came into my mind that said, why don't you do a website and, you know, I probably should have said, well, that's crazy, because <laughs> I had hardly even knew how to do email, let alone, you know, this was in 1998, you know. But um, I took it seriously, and I thought, you know what, this was a very strong feeling, I should do this, and I got the support of one of my kids, everybody else thought it was kind of a crazy idea, and we just called it JaredStory.com, because I wanted to tell people Jared's story. And so it was simple as that. And so that was my first healing project. And I, I just put my mind and my heart and my soul into it and threw things in there. Some of it didn't, doesn't even have to do with suicide or bullying or depression. I just threw everything I could think of in there and worked at it feverishly. And, you know, it's progressed through the years. That was my first healing project. But then we also decided we were going to sue the school district for wrongful death because of the way they handled things. And during the deposition pro- uh, process, teachers were saying, oh, well, uh, we, we uh, don't know what to do. You know, there was no procedures and no policy. Nobody knew what to do. So I thought, uh-oh, we need to get an, an anti-bullying law in the state so that the uh, teachers and administrators and school districts know what to do. So that was the next thing I decided to do, needed to, you know, get a, a law in Washington and I started the bullypolice.org website, and then I started getting emails from all over the country, people saying, we need a law in our state, and we need a law in this state, you know. So it progressed from there and started officially started Bully Police USA in October of 2003. And uh, the organization has grown, and when I first started, I think we had like 11 laws, and now we have, we just got Florida at 36. And we'll be moving right here next on the East Coast because I am totally behind this 100%. You are listening to Brenda High, author and champion of hope for young students and children facing bullies in America. What a great woman she is. We have to go to break, but we'll be right back. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice on Disability Matters. We'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, 
but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, <laughs> she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. <laughs> turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at PornLearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. If you just joined us, our guest Brenda High is the author of Bully Side in America. She is the founder of Bully Police USA. She is also a featured speaker on TV, conferences, and just a great champion. And I was telling Brenda at the break that the more I read about this, Jared's story, her son who committed bully side, and read about the other students and realized that so many students with disabilities are targets, that I spoke at this high school just last week, and one of the people in the school told how, you know, he likes to bully people all the time. And afterwards, this young man came up to me uh, who has an emotional disability and proceeded to tell me how he is frequently bullied and has been his entire school life and that it's so hard. So I thought I'd counseled him and helped him, and, 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 but he wouldn't leave. And I said, well, is there something else? And this is when he told me, yes, there is, that he was thinking about committing suicide. And, you know, then I was able to get the school involved and, Thank God everything is okay. Uh, but I was thinking when I left there, how many kids are there like that at schools in America? Do you know what I mean, Brenda? Absolutely. Well, I, I always say, you know what, if your child is being bullied, they're basically dodging cars every day at school. And one of these days, it's going to be too overwhelming for them, and they are going to go over the edge. Now, it could be even something to the effect like uh, Columbine. You know, kids plotted. They were bullied. They turned into bullies. They plotted to hurt others. And there are kids that are shooting other kids that have bullied them. One boy who was being bullied on a bus, his mother said, fight back. So he took a, a knife on the bus and he killed a student on the bus that was bullying him. It could be as severe as that, or it could be depression, or you know what? They may never be the same the rest of their life. It may change their whole psyche. We know that abuse does that to, to kids. 
So the number one goal here is to stop the bullying, stop the bullies from bullying your child. After that, the therapy can kick in. But if you put your child in therapy and, and, it, and they're still being bullied, it's just dodging cars every day. And, and I, know I've received I don't think a, the therapy will work. Right. I've got a lot of emails asking this question. Now, Brenda, how, uh, someone listening to the show, how do they purchase your book, Bully Side in America? It's pretty simple. They just go to bullyside.org, B-U-L-L-Y-C-I-D-E dot org, and we've lowered the price to 20 bucks. so it's pretty, pretty easy to, to get. And may I say, a great suggestion also for school districts, for teachers, yeah. guidance counselors. You know, I don't think people realize how serious this is until it either happens to them or, as Brenda said, until the bullied turns into the bully mm-hmm. and walks in one day with, again, another example I'll give you. A woman called me when I was talking to her about how students with disabilities are bullied, and she told me her son, um, a person who is blind, is every day made fun of by this one group, every day. Mm-hmm. And so finally, a few weeks ago, he walked into the school and went over to this kid when he started making fun of him and grabbed him and started pounding his head on the table. Mm-hmm. Of course, they both got in trouble. Uh, but she said, every day in my life I have to think, will he do something to himself or will he do something to someone else? Yeah. You know, Joyce, this, this makes me mad because you know what? I'm going to be starkly honest about this. The, the fault isn't with the victim and it's really not even with the bully. It's the adults. Where are those adults, and why are they not doing something about this? Because you can have a, a whole... In fact, everybody walks around with a target on their back. Why are people shooting these, these kids, you know, shooting the target? There should be no bullying going on in schools, and if there is, it's the adults that are in charge, and they're the ones at fault. So, you know, it just makes me mad to hear things like that when you have kids that have disabilities or any kind of uh, huge target on their back and the adults aren't doing something, you got a problem with your school administration. You're not kidding. And, you know, I have a question for you. <clears throat> Do you think part of this problem is I've had some people say to me, oh, well, you know, so-and-so will get over it because... It's, you know, you just need to be teased. It's a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. Did you notice some adults think like that? You know what? I'm just going to be using the word that, uh, you know, I always use. In fact, I've used this face-to-face. That's just plain laziness. When somebody says to me, oh, boys will be boys, or that's just part of growing up, or, you know, everybody has to learn, I, I just look at that person and I say, they're lazy. They don't want to deal with it. And so they're saying, hey, we're going to let you put up with this type of abuse. I mean, if that happened with crimes and, and the police didn't care, oh, we're just going to let, you know, certain crimes go, that's just criminals being criminals, we'd have a muck society. We've got to have these, a change of attitude with these adults in the school. And it starts with parents who demand it. They go to the school, the school boards, and they say, we demand that something is done about the bullying in the school, and we're going to stand together and we're going to insist that you change your attitude about it and not say boys will be boys, kids part of growing up. That's just laziness. You know, I mean, there are some sincere people that really have no clue what to do. Well, get a program in their school. You know, get some, uh, some sort of speaker in there to teach them what bullying is. 
you know, starts, it's got to start somewhere. And, you know, I agree with you, and I, I've told people before, I've read that statistic that 50% of the time, um, if nothing is done, the bully become, does some type of criminal act when he's an adult. Mm-hmm. Actually, the, the, it was done by, um, by the Secret Service right after the Columbine uh, killings in 1999. Uh, they did a study and found that 75% of kids who are bullies will be in jail before they're 24. That's wow. huge. That is unbelievable. Well, you know, but it is unbelievable. I'm saying that unbelievable and that it's so tragic. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I was talking to a close friend of mine, the United States EEOC Commissioner, Christine Griffin, who also is in a chair. And and I told her about you and I told her about what you're doing. And uh, here she is, you know, the nation's capital, fighting discrimination. And she said, you know, the sad part about this is, Let's face it, this, a few years later, is assault. Mm-hmm. You know, what they did to Jared mm-hmm. a few, few years later, although that was assault. But, I mm-hmm. mean, things they're doing, discriminating, you can't do this in a workplace. That's exactly you're not allowed right. to do this, mm-hmm. but yet you're allowed to do it in schools. It's amazing how, unless there is a law stating so, once your child leaves your home and goes into that school, they have no rights. They have no rights unless there's some law, and that's why we've been going after these laws to get some, so the kids actually have some constitutional rights to safety. And we need to make a change. It needs to be, you know, all over the United States. Well, since I read uh, what Brenda was doing and read about her work, I started asking more and more questions. And I'm very sorry to tell you that every single time I speak to uh, students, college students or high school students with disabilities, Every time, three-fourths or more of the class raises their hand that, yes, they're being bullied. And I just spoke at a university, and I talked to all college students. And one by one, they told me what they went through in high school. And this one young woman in a wheelchair told me how they would steal the joystick and then smash her over and over and over again into the wall. And so she decided to commit suicide and tried to overdose. Thank, thank the Lord it didn't work. And I said, why did you do that? And she said, well, of course. I knew I was of no value. Isn't that a shame? That's just disgusting. That, that Again, I, I look at the adults in charge and I say, where were they? Why weren't they stopping this? And it's not only that she was victimized, but do the adults know that when they don't do anything about it, they literally victimize the bully too. So now you have a whole bunch of people that are going to be victimized or turn out going the wrong direction like the bullies. And you are responsible. You know, if you're listening to the show today, you are responsible. Remember what Brenda said at the beginning. You are supposed to be making that school safe for our children. So don't think you can just turn turn away and you're not involved. You are involved. Mm-hmm. You are responsible if you are a teacher, administrator, counselor, whatever you are at that school. You are involved. Talk, tell, and yell. I think it would be perfectly fine for parents to do the same thing. Right. Yeah, and that's the other thing Brenda talks about in her book that I think is so important is you don't be afraid to go to that school and speak up and tell them what's going on. It is 
your child and their life. And I'll tell you, that's a slippery slope going into depression and then going to a place where you feel there's no hope. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned, Brenda, you really didn't even notice. You didn't know this about Jared. Isn't that correct? No, I I looked that up and I thought that he had post-traumatic stress. It's kind of like what people going into war might come back, you know, with. That's what I thought he had. And so I was kind of following that line and, and it didn't say anything in there about suicide. I really didn't. So, I mean, I was really not prepared for, you know, all the things that he was, you know, that led up to his suicide. It was kind of sad. I wished, of course, you can always go back. I wished, I wished, but if I had, if I had a chance to do it over again, I certainly would have, things would have been different. Uh, Brenda, do you, you do speak across the country, correct? I have. I mean, if someone is interested, should they contact you through that jaredstory.com or? They could go to brendahigh.com. Okay. I, I have a website, Brenda High, B-R-E-N-D-A-H-I-G-H. All right. I always joke that I have all these high schools named after me, so I'm <laughs> famous. <laughs> so they can't forget my last name anyway. <laughs> okay, well, that's what I'll be telling people, too. Okay, you go to brendahigh.com, H-I-G-H, if uh-huh. you're trying to reach her, correct? Yeah, and it has all the things I speak about, and, you know, I have a variety of different... I talk about even uh, how to heal from loss, you know, some project ideas for people and stuff, so... All right. Well, we'll be right back. We're going to break, and you can see how do these shows go so fast when we have such a powerful speaker. But we'll be back to close the show with a champion of hope, a warrior, in my opinion, a great human being. This is Joyce Bender, and at voiceamerica.com, we say no bullying. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Spender. 
And welcome back to the show. And listen, if you just tuned in now, Brenda High, author, speaker, she is fantastic. And I know you're going to want to tell other parents and other people about her. She's been talking about bully side, which is children committing suicide to escape bullying, which I know it sounds hard to believe. I'm telling you, I've been hearing it everywhere I speak. Trust me. It's happening. Unfortunately for Brenda, it happened to her son, uh, Jared. But I wanted to, uh, you know, this show has gone so fast, I'm not, I can't even get through all these questions with you, Brenda, but I did want to ask you one thing. Tell us about the bully police and what we can do in each state to help you and help our children. Well, Bully Police USA was started in um, 2003, in October 2003. And what we do is we advocate for anti-bullying laws. It's like a foundation to a house. We figure, you know, you've got a road and you're driving down the road, or actually you have no car. You know, you've you got to have a way of getting places. And the signs and ways to get off, the cars would be driven by programs and, and activities to, to learn, learn about bullying. But basically, Bully Police USA teaches that we need to have a foundation to start with, rules and, and regulations. And, and um, so that's what we started with, Bully Police USA. And over the years, we've gotten laws passed, and parents need to be aware of what the rights are, they have in their states. There are now 36 states that have anti-bullying laws. So go on to the bullypolice.org website and see if your state has a law. If it does not have a law, then you need to email me or contact me and, and um, see if you're willing to help get that law passed. There are a few states that are still talking about it for this, this year. Um, we've already had Utah, Florida, and I can't remember the other law. But there was another state. Shoot, I can't remember that one. But anyway, we need to get all, all 50 states passed, and then we need to go at the national level, and we need to get something at the Internet cyberbullying uh, level passed. And, of course, it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt to make a law requiring states to get their anti-bullying laws passed. Now, if your state does have an anti-bullying law, then you need to make sure, go to your school district and make sure that you have a policy, which is like um, the rules for your school district. So go to your school board or go to your superintendent and ask for that policy. And then you need to make sure that, that your school district knows that you intend to make sure this is an enforced policy and keep good records and uh, of any, any kind of bullying activity so that when there is a dispute about what's going on between two children, you can look at the records and see which ones have been written up for bullying, and that, that way you can help solve the problem. Right, anyway, and, that's what and, Bully Police USA does. Okay, well, and again, if, they, if we want to do that in our state, we reach you. What's the best way to reach you? Which email did you say? Well, the best way to reach me is by calling me. Just go to brendahigh.com, and my phone number is up there. That's probably the best way to reach me. I'm not always good at doing email because I have so much of it. So if you really need to get a hold of me, just give me a call. And I, and I just want to mention something about how quickly Brenda got back in touch with me, to, you know, to come on. And we've had various authors on this show, but... You know, I just feel this is so absolutely important what you are doing, and I will continue to talk about it 
everywhere. And you mentioned about cyberbullying. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if people realize, I know that in your book you have examples of that bully side in America, mm-hmm. but there are children that they have been bullied, terrible, on MySpace and, and on the Internet, including the young woman, um, I think it's St. Louis, that thought it was a boy talking to her and it was two. Oh, yeah. I know, two adults. Yep. But isn't that correct, that it can be very deadly, the cyberbullying? Yeah, and I'll tell you what, it's doubly deadly if it's happening, you're being, a child's being bullied at school, and then they go home and they can't escape it there either. It's like, you know, an adult can go to work and come home and they can relax. You know, I don't know too many adults that are getting cyberbullied. They just know how to click, you know, the X, X button, the delete button. But the kids, they are social beings at that age, and, and that's what another child thinks of them. Even an unknown entity online seems to, you know, be very important to them. So when you have that type of bullying, it's especially traumatic for a child. And then, of course, there's what I call cyber bashing, where kids will actually plan an activity where they videotape a bullying and then post it online. And I'm sure you've seen some of those in the news. So cyberbullying is and and cyberbashing is extremely traumatic experience for a child to go through, and we need some laws to make sure these websites like YouTube and Google that post videos will take those off when they see unlawful activities such as that. Absolutely, versus encouraging people to do that. Mm-hmm. And that was terrible what happened in Florida, and I know specifically what you're referring to as we all saw that on the news, but I remembered in the book uh, Bully Side in America, the one young girl, Kristen, I mm-hmm. remember her being bullied all the time and then going home and getting, as you said, further cyberbullying and yep. then, uh, hanging herself. As a and Jeffrey down in Florida, he uh, was also cyberbullied horrendously bad, so... It, it happens, and it's happening more. I think it's happening more. I mean, we have the old-fashioned bullying at school, and then these kids, as they get a little older, and um, these, uh, Jeffrey, for instance, was 15 when he died um, by bully side, and he was older when he was, you know, being... These, the cyberbullying happens a lot with the kids that are in uh, upper middle school and high school. Terrible. Well, yeah. Brenda, you have just so many great accomplishments with your life and what you've done, but what would you consider as your greatest accomplishment? Well, it's Mother's Day this Sunday, and I thought about that question. <laughs> I think being a mom is the greatest accomplishment anybody can have. And I've, you know, even though I had Jared for 13 short years, it was a blessing to have him those 13 years. And um, I have three other kids that are older, and they're just a blessing in my life. And I think. Being a mom is the greatest blessing anybody could ever have. And you know what I say? Happy Mother's Day to you. Because you. you know what? Let me tell you this. You are helping so many other children. You have a very big family out there that you're helping, Brenda. And you are a mother we all love. So I hope you Thank have you. a great Mother's Day. And I'm not surprised at all that this would be your answer. Um, so what message would you like to leave with our listeners today, Brenda? Well, again, don't sit back, talk, tell, and yell. You know, don't watch the pain. Encourage your children to be heroes for others because someday when they're, as they're helping other kids, one child will come to their aid when, when it's needed. 
read the book, Bully Side in America, and I promise you, if you read that, you will wake up. You will see all of what's happening in, in the United States, and actually it's happening all over the world. <clears throat> and I think you'll, it will kind of push you to be proactive in, in the cause of helping children who are being bullied. And it doesn't matter whether they have a disability or whether they're a future Miss America. We need to help every child that's being bullied, and, and thus we'll stop the bullies and help them too. And once again, Bully Side in America, you can purchase that book, how, Brenda? www.bullyside.org. That's B-U-L-L-Y. www.bullyside.org. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Right. All right. And that book, by the way, that she is the person that put all this together, has the stories of moms who lost their children to Bully Side. Mm-hmm. As she said, you read it, you won't be the same because I... I I read it, and I've never been the same since I read it. And also, if you're interested more in that, uh, getting your state to have those laws, don't forget about that because that could make an impact at your school that could save a child's life. Also, can I mention one more thing on the laws? If your child is being bullied, why not give them a healing project to get your state law passed. I'll tell you what, when we had kids that testify at legislative legislative committees, they will pay attention to the kids when they talk. So if your child is being bullied, talk, tell, yell, get that child into the schools, I mean into the, uh, yeah, into the community to talk about what's going on, you know, help them become an advocate, and that leadership skill that they develop will be with them for the rest of their life. Yes, and I told Brenda, I believe that we have an angel helping us out, and his name is Jared. He is. And we will never forget Jared. Never, ever. Thank you. Brenda, thank you so much for being with us today on the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. And we always end the show with a famous quote by a great leader in America. And today it is from Brenda High, who says, It's your child." You must fight for him or her. No one cares like a parent cares because a parent is motivated by love. Get out there and buy that book. You'll see it will make a difference. (laughs) Once again, Brenda, thank you. And continue, continue leading on. We're with you, Brenda. Thank you. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.